a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Daytona Supercross Wrap-Up. Better late than never, jerkies. 5 o'clock Pacific time on Tuesday, and we're still doing it. That's right. Got tired of you guys bugging the crap out of me on Twitter, so I managed to uh, call my friends down in Florida and uh, put them aside, whatever their chores they were doing, and talk about Daytona and some more stuff. So we really appreciate it. Flyracing.com, please check them out. Uh, F2 Carbon Helmet with MIPS, the same helmet right out of the box, onto the racetrack, guys like Millsaps and Baggett and Pike and, and, and Entignap and everybody else wear. And uh, you can get it to a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different sizes, and the 2017 and a half uh, kinetic mesh gear launched Daytona as well, and it is available to buy now. So it's a lightweight, breathable gear. You saw it on Saturday night with the Fly Racing Riders, and it is out now to, to buy. A lot of different colors in that as well. We thank flyracing.com, and please, if you got a question about a podcast, uh, guest, or anything else, go search Steve Mathis Classics. There's three volumes of them on iTunes. Search somebody's name. Go subscribe to those. They're all the podcasts I've done since 2008. And maybe lay off me on Twitter for uh, doing guests. I'm just trying to help out. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis with me live from Florida on tape, I should say, from Florida. First up, he is uh, from Florida. Naturally, he's a uh, big fan of the Gainesville Gators, two time German Supercross champion, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just ready to uh, bask in the, the excellence that is Daytona. I know you don't know anything about it, so we will fill you in. How did Fly Racing do in the Fly Racing ATV Daytona Supercross? We swept the podium. <laughs> wow. Nice <laughs> That's work. Do. That's what you do. I would estimate we had about 80% of the riders. There was uh, 18 classes, <laughs> so, you know, probably whatever. Mm-hmm. At least two, you know, 300 riders, I would guess. Just um, killing it. Fly Racing yeah. <laughs> everywhere. There is no doubt. And whether it's a good or bad thing, uh, that's no. up for debate and up for perspective, but we no. own ATV racing. I, people want me to make fun of quads. There's people on Twitter who make fun of quads. I don't do it. Yes, I would never ride one. Yes, I would never race one. But a uh, huge industry, and uh, they make this thing go. Uh, they buy it's aftermarket products, you know, everything else. So Yeah, it's perspective. Uh, also on the line, he is uh, in a search for James Stewart somewhere in Florida. He is Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. You have been uh, at the riding facilities. You have been searching for James Stewart. You're very busy. Um, well, actually, what it really is is just chasing the weather. Uh, it's been tough. JT, you're down here. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <coughs> it's a rare opportunity to get to go to these riders' houses, see the facilities, hang out, but they don't know when they're riding or if they can because of the rain. The plan was actually to go to Chad Reed's today, 
and then he wasn't sure if it was going to rain. He sent me the radar last night and said, nothing good. So I hit up Blake Baggett. His dad said, looking great. So I went to Baggett's. And then, of course, five minutes after I get to Baggett's, Reed says, actually, the track's okay. I think I'm going to ride. And it was too late. And nobody rides on Wednesday, apparently. Um, so I don't know where to go tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll have to continue the search for Stu, I guess. Maybe we'll find him riding. Maybe he rides Wednesdays. <laughs> you, you have been trying to get a hold of Stu. You have been trying to see what is up with Stu. Well, the first person everyone in the industry goes to is poor Roger Larson, who works for Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he put in his job description, I'm here to answer all James questions, but he's one of the few people that everyone knows that still has a connection to him, mm-hmm. uh, since James isn't on a team. Um, and I think most people are like, ah, Mookie's doing his own thing. So everybody goes to Rojay. I saw him on Saturday. I'm like, can you help me out with this? And he just pointed at Big James. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Let's give it a shot. Yep. And uh, I did not see any laps of practice on Saturday whatsoever. I was in there with Big James talking for so long. I said, Mookie, go out for practice, come back, go out for the next one, come back. Still talking. Back out. Still talking. It was probably two and a half hours. It was probably 12.30 to about 3 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. But did you get anywhere? <laughs> did you I get... will say that probably out of the two and a half hours, about 15 minutes were about James right now. And two hours and 15 minutes about the rest of Big James' life. <laughs> but it was awesome. I mean, people what? would have paid. I feel bad. I, I, I think he should do it as a public performance and people would pay money. It was fascinating and entertaining. It was everything. It, it's along the lines of your last Florida trip where Bear Dog told you him yes. and Stu used to go riding. Well, just as icing on the cake, I was leaving the hotel this morning to head to either Reed or Baggett's, and then all of a sudden, like an angel sent from the Lord above, all of a sudden, I get a tap on the shoulder, and it's Bear Dog, and he tells me the same story. Oh, <laughs> good times! Like, I come down, we pick up little little James, it's me, my two kids. We just take him riding, and uh, he was impressed with how fast I was, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, he's doing it again. He's impressed with how fast I was. It's amazing. Um, that's interesting. I, I picture James a little bit like Apocalypse Now, like Colonel Kurtz. Where he's in the, he's up the river and he's just you know locked away, he's in a bunker. Well, here's the difference. Uh, he doesn't owe anyone any info right now. No, he's not working. It's one thing if you ride for a team and you know show on races, or you're technically a company spokesperson in a in a way that's what you are as a racer working for a team. But he's not any of those things. If he doesn't want to talk to anyone, it's his priority now. Yeah, he doesn't some, have to. Some angry he doesn't have a GoPro deal or a Red Bull deal or anything. But that's up to them if they decide he has to do it. Well, you said he, he doesn't know anybody, and you said he doesn't know anybody any information. I don't think he has the Red Bull deal anymore, unless he comes back. No, no, no. He okay? Yes, he he can tell if he's getting sponsored. He can tell his sponsors what he's up to, but he doesn't owe Racer X an interview. No, of course um, not. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, if he doesn't communicate with people that are paying him, that's bad. But he doesn't. Um, uh, last year, when he's not racing, and he's supposed to race. The year before, whatever. That's a little different situation than now. The search no for paying him to race. The so search for Stu. I know that the Ethernet brothers did ride at the compound the other day. I should ask the Adam. Really? If they, Adam, if they happen to find him. No. I will say Truman, one hilarious thing there. out of the million things I talked about Big James. When I first started the convo, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what's up with James. People thought he would race here. He's not here. Now people are really curious. And at first, he didn't really let on how much communicating he does with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I talked to him. 
but he didn't say like how often. Right. But after two and a half hours of broing down when we had bared our souls to each other, mm-hmm. he then mentions casually that he actually played James, uh, golf with James the day before. Yeah. He plays lots of golf. Yeah. A lot of yeah. golf. So I'm saying Big James wouldn't want race to even communicates with him, but then later on he told me that they just played golf the day before. This is so the way Stu is going to go out. Yeah. This is just the way Went he's going to go out. And, Went out. You know. Yeah. Florida, yeah. though, bro. You, you My hot you, take. You get everything. You get everything in Florida. My December hot take mm-hmm. coming what? into fruition. I think you got a belt. You got a belt for that. Read him and weep. He's not going to race again. That was it, right? I think you gave him a belt. He got the yeah, hottest take did. of the. I just yeah. For people that aren't familiar with that show or don't remember what the hot take was, I'm just reminding them. Oh, oh. He will not race again. That was it, right? No, yep, he's he, done. No, he's going to race again. No, I'm going to need to give that belt back. He'll be back. Don't worry, he'll be back. Um. Okay, there. Uh, what's what's uh what's the colonel's name? Troutman. Colonel Kurtz. In Apocalypse no, Trout, Troutman. Yeah, Troutman, yeah. That's nothing is over. Nothing is over. Well, the season's over for him. Yeah, the title's gone, for sure. Um and then uh so alright, so how was Baggett's Weege? Yeah, it was good. Uh Burner was there, Forrest was there, uh said so he's cool. I don't know why Baggett's dad and Baggett, we they just really like me. There was they do. pump that was yep. Baggett's dad plowed the entire motocross track, which hasn't been used in months and won't be used for months, just so I could see it in its best condition. <laughs> and then we had to get on quad to do laps, just so we could like point out. I mean, it's the place is amazing. Like, it's it's a whole nother level from the rest of these um, did you, facilities. Did you wear fly gear when you were on the quad? Uh, they all were decked out. They had fly. I was wearing oh. Racer X attire. Well, but, just uh, because even the dad was running running uh, fly. Um, uh, hoodie, so good job, JT. No, it just seemed like if you're on a quad in Florida that week, you're apparently you're wearing fly. Oh, oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and how was the RCU? RCSX, I mean, amateur. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm, you're not going to believe it when I tell you that, so, oh well. Why am I not going to believe it? What do you mean? I wasn't there. No, you always say that it's like a crap track and it proves nothing. Yeah, it's garbage race for sure. But yeah. Oh, all right. Why would I think that? And then you just literally said the words, it's a garbage race. Well, I just... What what happened? Anything exciting happened? I, I'm saying if I'm Ryan Holiday, if I'm Jeff Myshack, if I'm anybody sort of, you know, in charge of amateur talent, I'm not taking anything away from that race when it comes to my rider's performance. The track is not very good. It's a short thing. It's it's. Have you a, ever been there for amateur day? No. Then how do you even know? Well, I watch helmet cams. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're drawing some hard, hard lines. We each agreed with. Even been to. We just agreed with everything I said last week. I said you can make up time. It is hard to make passes, but this year I, I have to say the passing wasn't so bad. It was somehow way better. <laughs> JT, you were watching. Was there the was rain. a lot more room for passings on, on Monday than there was on Saturday. Yeah, track was rough, super ruddy, beat up. So there was a lot of mistakes. Guys were all over the place. I'm not saying that it's the greatest, you know, race in the world, or it's on the level of Loretta's or anything like that. But to say it's a garbage race and you just, it means zero is, I think that's yeah. taking it a bit far. Yeah. No, well, I went there. You um, did not. No, I went there to that, that statement. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so did, uh, how did Barry do? How, how was Bear Dog at the race? Uh, I got a lot of seconds. That's the battle. Johnny. Uh, he can't hard. be Gruy. Gruy? Really? 
Yeah, Gruy's got him covered. Oh, I didn't. Gruy keeps getting faster. I think he's getting fat. He's gonna, at eighty years old. He's going to be back in the pro game. <laughs> I thought Gruy and him were a good race. I guess not. Okay, they weren't. Too no, they bad. were. No, they were yeah. close. But Gruy's definitely better. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Man, Bear Dog. Um. Uh, Bear Dog. By the way, Suzuki introduced. Uh, they have a new name. You have to have a name now. Uh, Orange Brigade. Blue Crew, Team Green, of course. Yeah. We now have the RM Army. Oh, no. Really? And don't worry. <laughs> Bear Dog's part of it. <laughs> the RM I Army. I to verify with them. Yep. What about, how about their four strokes are called the RMZ Army? I just, I fear this gets the two-stroke guys going. Oh, like, yeah, oh, God, coming. they're back. Something's coming. Uh, Something's coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it is the RMZ Army. Is it oh. not? It doesn't sound nearly as good that way. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. But anything with Bear Dog sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right, let's, let's, let's talk about Daytona on Saturday. Well, that? I find all the other stuff interesting. I really do. Uh, all the reasons what why you guys. Race? All the reasons you guys can't make this pot happen until Tuesday at 8 o'clock at night, your time. All those reasons. That's all. I find that interesting. Well, there's one other huge time, um, time um, suck for me that has to be addressed here. This is the most time has been spent. Um, just partying with Davey, pretty much. I mean, that's a huge part of Bike Week, a huge, huge part of the annual Bike Week trek. Uh, he he came on the Pulp Show, but he he said there was no chance he was making it live, which was 10 o'clock Eastern time. He didn't say oh, why. He didn't say that why. That would have been a disaster. <laughs> he just said, I can't come on live. I, can we pre-tape? I'm like, yeah, we can, no. pre- we can pre-tape. There would have been partnerships spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Let me put it this way. At about that time, 10 p.m. last night, uh-huh. we were actually visiting Jimmy Albertson in the hospital, uh-huh. and Georgia said she wasn't sure who was in worse shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's probably a good thing then. Yeah. And, and shout yeah. out to our buddy, Top Jimmy. Hopefully, he, 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 he's, doing, he's, going, he's doing okay, right, as far as, as, long as much as they know what's wrong? He's got a I lot mean, of broken stuff. Yeah, I know, yeah, but you know what I mean? Pain. I think long-term he'll be okay. I think that, I mean, it's, he's not quite crossed the point where they can say for sure. Uh, but I'm, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But, dude, he is beat up. What did he do? Did anybody see it? What section it was? Yeah, right after the finish. Those, uh, Those there's three, three? curving bumps that are all crazy. Yeah. He just, yeah, yard sale. Oh, jeez. Come His on. The problem is so he's got a cracked sternum, like really bad. Like they show him in the x-rays and mm-hmm. the bone is like, it's not even close to even touching. It's just like separated by like... Oh, geez. Three inches. What but you... he's also got broken vertebrae, so you can't really fix. You, you got to lay in your stomach to fix the back, and you got to lay in your back to fix the stomach, so they can't really do anything. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh. So it's going to be. It's really bad. Oh. So, man. yeah, definitely get well soon. Uh, Weech, how long did you announce for on Sunday? Well, Sunday I start in the morning, and then I go to the GNCC. There was that also. Um, I'm telling you what, man, a lot of. The great Andrew Short was there, a lot of Honda brass. Honda's are they thinking crazy. about coming back in? Well, they have a team. They have a factory. They are team. in. With yeah, who? they are in. They have a factory. Johnny team. Campbell. Johnny Campbell runs it, and uh, they racing? claim that this. Hold on, Johnny Campbell team. runs a GNCC team. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, like I thought no, no. I knew there was a Johnny Campbell Honda off road team. I assumed it was Desert Racing. Used they to moved be. it. They oh. moved it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they claim they now have an off road 450, like a like a legit one, uh-huh. not like a like a trail bike, but like a real one. And he claims that it's from notes he sent them over the last three years. So they're, they're all in. 
And they, but the, most importantly, the great Andrew Short was there, and I'm like, this is peanut butter and chocolate. Get Shorty to one of these off Yeah, races. yeah. He's always yeah. said he wants to do them, but then he also says GNCCs are gnarly. Not sure if you, you know, not, don't know if like he wants to go that that into it. Why does he have to race the pro class? Can't, I don't understand. That's the part that I'm he's oh, like, yeah. I can't race against these guys. These guys are really good, and I'm thinking. Yeah, race the industry class like everybody else does. You don't have to race pro. You're well, retired. But if you're doing an AMA pro license, he's retired. Matter. Why does he have to race pro? Yeah. He doesn't race pro. He, he is. Uh, he's training to do a rally right now. Like he's all yeah. about rally stuff. He wants to do. Uh, he's working his way up to try to do Dakar eventually one day. No way. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. He's really? right into it. The, how learn? Yeah. Try to learn how to t- keep keep time and all this kind of stuff. GPS and all this. He said he's doing a week long one. This week, uh, coming up here, that he's spending his own money to do. Yeah, it's in Mexico. <laughs> um, so who's on the GNCC team for Honda? Pardon my ignorance here. That Bollinger? guy that won the 250 class last year, Trevor Bollinger, so now he's a rookie. Oh, okay. Yep. And Russell won uh, a close race over the Baylor guy, right? Baylor and also uh, Thad Duvall, who's like the other star. Yeah. He's like Husky yeah, guy. Duvall got no, it was wheel-to-wheel. It was good. Yeah. So Russell yep. may not be as dominant in that series. We don't know, but yeah, we'll join the first race. Mm. Yeah. No, no, second, second race. Sorry, second race. But um, okay, All there right. is no crown. How about that? <laughs> there is no crown. Well, Weege talking about crown on the FlyRacing.com Racer X Daytona Supercross review. If Eli Tomac wins every race from here on out, he wins the title. Stop it. Hey, that's, that is fact. That is math. Right. Well, hey, two weeks ago, if Dunn finished second in every race, he'd win the title. Well, guess what already hasn't happened? I'm just saying. Um, I, we got a real series on our hands. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we do. I think right now, I mean, okay, I don't think Tomac's going to win the rest of them, and I don't think anybody, like JT, you don't think so either, right? But no, he's clearly better right now. He's clearly better. So, he's got an now Dunn just start in Daytona sucked balls. It was terrible, but because of his start, Eli Tomac has a better average starting position after lap one than Ryan Dungey. What? Yes, according to the AMA stats. At the end of the first lap, uh, that's how they count it. Yep, and it is five point four for Dunge and five point one for Tomac, and uh, Tomac what? Dunge was ahead, but I'm guessing that 17th yeah, came around, well, lap one, did it, did yeah, it end, you know? Toronto and Daytona both killed him. So, Eli Tomac, folks, has the best starting, average start time in the starting position in the 450 class. a horribly misleading stat, starting with the fact that it begins at the end of one whole lap. Well, we know that for well, sure. Yeah. And last year, Dunge ended up, like, I believe it was under two. It was right around two, because mm-hmm. I did this in breakdown a few times. It was incredible. I thought it was 2.2 or 2.3 or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it was yeah. something incredible yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, so, but he's better right now. JT, do you agree? He's on, I mean. Tomac's, Tomac's the fastest guy in the class right now. Whether that ends up in a championship, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't. Stu, Stu could have claimed that many times and didn't win the championship. But yeah. He's the, he's the fastest guy right now. I said this last night, too. This does remind me a bit of Stu's title runs. In the fact that Tomax put himself in a hole, Alice Stu did a few times, and Tomax the fastest guy, just like Stu, but the margin of error is so small, and Stu always had another get off near the end of the series that did him in. You know what I mean? Just one, 
one slip up by Tomac, and Dunge has this thing back in the grass with the races winding down. So it's see what. I- what I think is going to happen is I don't even think it's going to be a huge mis- – like when Stu had get-offs, he would get like zero points, you know, and he would be two laps down, and it was, it was like the train just completely came off the tracks. Mm-hmm. I more see Eli getting a bad start, get, you know, starting 12th, Dunge getting the whole shot, just basically what happened in Atlanta. And then that, you know, that six-point swing goes back the other way, and it erases another race, and all you need is one or two of those, mm-hmm. and it's over, yeah. you know. Ryan can ride this thing out, even if he, you know, I know you, uh, Weege hates that get second every race, but those two are clearly the best two guys at the moment. So all Dungey needs to do is beat him a couple times, and I firmly believe that. If he can, if he can find a way to muster a couple wins down the stretch, yeah. that'll be enough. No, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Eli, yeah, it's, it's well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm waiting. For, Marv's been sick, so he's not been good the last two weeks. But you've got to think Marv can get back to his old level, and that level was as good as the D- Tomac or Dungey. I, I think he can get back there. Maybe not. Maybe he loses his little edge, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. But he just ha- he's been so far off his game the last couple weeks that I, until he's back there, I'm just going to count him out for mm-hmm. the moment. You know, he's, he's lost 30 points to those guys in the last right. weekend. Weege, can we talk about the garbage track? Yeah, okay. Why don't you go there instead of slamming the amateur event, which, again, somehow offered up more passing. I'm not, I didn't slam Dude. the amateur event. I'm not slamming okay. the amateur event. What okay. I'm saying is it's not, you know, when I think of the, 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 a real amateur race, big amateur race, you know, not Johnny's Fair race, uh, Mammoth and Loretta's and, you know, these other races that uh, have a lot of laps and big challenging tracks and everything like that. That's where I want to see my guys, my top amateur races, I want to see them go there. You know? That's all. Yeah, that's all. I understand your point, and you've repeated it several times, so right. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah. My one thing is, everything I was finding that was somewhat flawed in the process, I would then say, but wait a minute, it's the exact same process that they use on Saturday night in an actual race, even down to it being the same track. So... Yeah, I was like, it's wow. a one-moto format. I mean, that's a huge difference right there. I'll totally give you that. It's a one-moto main event format, which then means you just get one bad start and you won't win the championship in your class for this entire year at this event. However, I realized it's also a one-main event format, and Ryan Dungey went down in the first turn, and he was also screwed. So I'm like, well, I guess they just are what they are. That is what it is. Yeah. It's literally the same. Yeah, no, prep the amateurs for sure for the, for the weirdest race of the year. The one race out of 29 <laughs> that is its own animal. Prep them for that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's not much of a supercross to call it a supercross. No. At the same time, no. if you wanted to do a real supercross, I saw a little hint of that in Atlanta on Friday. Well, and well, they all okay. got hurt. Yeah, you got a point there. So I don't know what you did. And you know what a good thing And a good thing is, is, look, all the industry is there. Everybody's there. Yes. So yep. that's a good thing. All right, look, as much as I would like to slam Ricky for that track design, I have to think. That Carmichael knows what a good track is and what isn't, but I think he's limited by the kind of things we that you've told me before. And I talked to another couple guys uh, via text on Sunday. He's kind of limited in what he can do, and therefore, I think he's probably doing the best he can. It's unfortunate that um, the s- some circumstances make it so that it's a garbage track. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like Daytona, JT, you can't get any different from 
2003 Daytona to what we had on Saturday night. Like, it is. It still has the same braking bumps, I guess, and that's about it. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I would go – I would probably go further back than that because they, they had moved to uh, some different format stuff in those years. But, you know, go back to late 90s, mid-90s, and it's, yeah, very, very different. I wrote, I wrote my breakdown column on all the differences. And, you know, Weege weighed in with, uh, you know, the pit lane had been expanded, so that cut out 12 – 12 uh, feet of width that they have to work with, mm-hmm. which is on that track, that's a lot because it's not very wide. You know, all the, all the range is in the length. Um, so that's pretty significant. And then uh, to keep any kind of lap time, you know, you're forced to kind of wind back over yourself mm-hmm. because otherwise if, if you just add straightaways, you're going to go three or four straightaways and it's going to be a, you know, 45 second lap time. Yeah. No, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. Like, well, and you know Ricky, you know, and we all know Ricky well. Uh, it's got to drive him crazy to be getting criticism like that. You know, when he's the some, goat. you know got his hands tied, according to what we hear anyway. The goat trail. That was what yeah. I heard. Yeah, um, I can't imagine that goes over well. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it, seriously, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much they pay Ricky and all that, but I think if I'm RC, I bail. I'm like, forget it. Like. I can't keep the speeds down. I, I can't do this. I got to go around these sprinkler heads. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. You know, I don't know. Because you think it's fun for his Twitter feed to just get ripped apart by riders and, 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 and fans and everything else, right? So. You probably enjoy it, though. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I said I would, I would like to say, like, oh, he's clueless. I, he doesn't think that that track on Saturday night is good. There's no way. You know, yeah. So. If it were up to him, he'd probably just want to actually have the 2003 track that he raced on. <laughs> yeah, really, right. And he won, so he probably would want that track as much as anybody. Yeah. Uh, no, it's. it's so I kind of see. Yeah, he's almost in a no-win, kind of put into a box a little bit. So. This, yeah, I kind of see your theory. Like, if I can't, if if all I'm doing is signing up to uh, get criticized. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't sign up. And the 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 sand section, like two corners that br- turned into giant sand berms inside sand berms. Like, uh, okay. All right, that was a little bit of his deal, I guess, because he dumped the sand in there. But gee whiz, like, yeah, I did hear Chad talking about that a little bit. Shockingly, he was one of the more critical. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's not the Chad I know. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess RC even texted him or, or sent him the diagram when they first drew it up, and Reed gave his feedback, and Ricky was like, "Well, obviously, I know that I can't do what you were asking me to do. I would have, <laughs> but." Chad did say that the sand, he's like, everybody's just going to go inside, inside. And he said they didn't think that would happen, but that is what happened. So that one, there might have to be a little bit of, yeah. that was a judgment error, not just a, they were forced to. Yeah. I mean, well, the, problem with, go ahead. the problem with sand that deep is that everyone's just going to go to the pack down line. You know, everyone's going to make one main line that's faster because it's gotten packed down and the sand's blown out of it. And then why else? You can't go anywhere else because it's yep. too soft. So, I mean, I don't know. Ricky's smart enough to know that. I don't know what they thought would pan out if there would just be two, one big inside rut and one big outside berm, maybe. But I don't know. With the way that stuff works, it's it's the path of least resistance for everybody. So one line gets worked in, and then you can't get out of that line. I don't know. It's just, I don't know if you guys were out. hammered in the stands or where you watched the race from or what kind of mood you were in. But watching it on I was t- announcing, so... Oh, no. that's true. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Um, watching it on TV, uh, it was... N- what's the opposite of excitement? Because it was that. Like... Fast Towns? 
There was nothing going on, guys. There was nothing going on. So at least at the race, you could look behind probably and find Justin Bogle jumping over dudes' heads in the LCQ or J-Mart coming through. I think in the semi, he had to come through a few guys. Um, obviously, Baggett and Dunge made it work uh, in the main. But you know, on TV, like you're just like, wow, nothing is happening. You know, I always wonder what um, gaps look like. You never know like what's considered somewhat close. You can never tell in person versus TV. TV does a worse job. It's like if a rider is, I'm just making up numbers here, if a rider is like 10 feet behind the rider in front of him, mm-hmm. in person you're like, hey, he's still kind of there. But on TV it's like that's just enough distance where the camera's not really picking him up and then it looks like yeah. the dude's all by himself. Yeah, they, they so, go in with a tight shot and you're just like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> you're like, oh, he must be all by himself. Yeah. You don't realize. Right. So I, I'm going to assume it's one of those because I feel like the first and it was just perfect circumstances that J-Mart got out ahead. And um, the first, whatever, nine laps or ten laps, it was like, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, he's leading. And honestly, he was, it wasn't like Tomac was all over him. Right. I mean, you figured Tomac was maybe waiting or had something up his sleeve, and he did, but you weren't completely sure. At one point, he had two seconds on him. Um, um, yeah, let's talk and about the, what, the 250s were tight enough. Savachi was there the whole time, and it was such a big deal. Like, yeah. is AC going to pull this off? I thought that was actually pretty exciting. JT? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the uh, you kind of knew, like, it was inevitable to me that Eli was going to get him. You know, I, I feel like Eli's got so much experience with that race. You know, he didn't win in 15, but he was came through the pack to get second, and then last year, you know, he basically had done behind him, but he had it covered somewhat. Um, and, and just J-March being his first race and, and not a lot of 450 experience. I just feel like he, he wasn't really worried about J-March, if that makes sense. And, uh, but the 250 race was exciting because Savachi mm-hmm. was doing that 3-3, and he would reel into Adam every lap, and you were just kind of waiting. You knew he was waiting around, and if he get close enough that last lap, maybe he could make a move, but uh, Adam just held strong. So. But to your point, uh, yeah, there wasn't uh, there wasn't much racing. You know, the guys that were behind were just stuck there, and uh, I mean, you could see the frustration in guys. Chad was was visibly angry after a semi. Dungey was visibly angry after his main event. Vogel um, the same after the LCQ. Ch- I mean, there, guys Chism, were Chism tweeted more frustrated a, than normal. Yeah, Chisholm tweeted it was the worst Daytona track he's ever. Ever. Uh, yeah, and ridden. and you get that you know on social media, but to see them visibly angry through helmets. That's you don't get that a lot of times unless it's you're mad at somebody, yeah. you know. But they weren't mad at somebody; they were just mm-hmm. mad at the situation at the track. You don't think that Vince Freeze is just better than Chad now? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. All right. Just checking. Okay. Um, he did ride really well, though. I have did, to be fair. Whoa, whoa! Did you hear that, Weege? <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I want to be fair. He did ride really well, though. He did. He rode really <laughs> well in a semi. He did. <laughs> Oh my! Okay, um, uh, let's talk about Jmart a little bit. Like, great ride, got second, amazing. And if you're Dan Bentley and Honda, you are stoked that you decided to make this happen. Um, and that did, did you guys watch the race yet? I guess neither one of you probably did, right? No. The, his start, man, 18th gate pick, and he came into that berm like, like, it, like it was, it wasn't Bradshaw 90, was it 90 Weech? Yeah, 90 Anaheim. It yeah. wasn't Bradshaw 90, but it wasn't far off. It was like, I'm going. Well, I'm going. I have. I want to add something in there because okay. I, I'm pretty sure this is true um, because I, there was some drama going on with it. But on the very outside and the very inside gates, I don't think they let anybody use them 
until the very end um, because I, they pulled the semi that Chad Reed was in. They pulled those guys off the line and didn't let those guys use those gates because they were brand new. So I'm fairly certain that Jmart had one of the brand new gates on the outside, and that that I think that helped quite a bit. All right, I think uh, it helped the the, the inside. I think we're only now realizing something that should have been obvious for a long time. Jmart's really not a very good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been clouded over the stupid stereotypes we make over, like, the big dudes can't get starts and the little guys can't get starts, um, when there's very little data, actually, to, to back that up. And outdoors, his starts are just good enough. And I think, I think in the 250 class outdoors, if you have one of the really fast bikes, your starts are never going to be completely atrocious. They'll be good enough. There's Supercross, um, you know, you don't get the jump, you're just dead. There's not enough room. So it's more notable in Supercross. And that's the whole problem, I think, with his Supercross results. It's mostly starts. Maybe he's not quite as good a rider indoors, but it's mostly just starts. Anyway, he had the perfect circumstances, maybe also the thing JT is saying, but also the inside gates where all the good gate picks went, it was a complete disaster because – Mar- Marvin, I think, did the Alessi and tried to guess the no, gate. No, Anderson, fir- Anderson went first, then Marv went through the gate, and then Dunge went. Like they all. Mar- but Anderson was the guy who went first. No, Marv told me that he flinched, made Anderson flinch, and then Marv guessed so bad that he's like, you flinch, you roll back, and you assume by then for sure the gate will definitely be down by then. So you just go, and it still okay. wasn't down. Marv, again, that's maybe Marv, always yeah. blaming himself. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, Anderson. Anderson even said that Marv went first on the podium. Yeah. Okay. At the event. At the event, he did. Now, what's funny is, uh, do you guys remember Dallas where Marv won? Uh, if you go back and watch a TV show, he had the greatest jump in the history of. Well, even um, Daytona, yeah. he had the greatest jump in the history in two fifties in Daytona. Really? Oh God, yeah. I think it was the year, the, the last year he rode two fifties. Yeah, it was, I guess there have been fourteen. It was freaking 50. amazing. Yeah, so his start in Dallas, now that I remember back to the TV show and make drawing this, I yeah. mean, he was a half a bike length ahead of everyone as the gate was dropping. So I'm starting to wonder now, and I heard some other riders saying this, and they might just be theorizing. Marv is, Marv is pulling an 800. The he's pulling he's the LS. pulling the 800. <laughs> oh, mean, no. Or maybe he's just antsy. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> my whole point is it screwed up all the inside gates, and Barsha falls down. Uh, Marv and Barsha get stuck behind him. So the inside is just a quagmire. And then there's J-Mart. Go for it. Yeah. Well, maybe um, J-Mart, when the TV series starts up, go to the outside. Just go. Go, J-Mart. Get, get the elbows ahead of all the privateer guys that are on lesser bikes than you. Maybe. We tried that with Tim Ferry. We legitimately mm-hmm. tried that at one point for a few oh, races. <laughs> where we're just like, look, your starts are so bad. You, you know your bike is fast. You know you're good. Go out there with Dusty Pipes and these other dudes. And maybe Pipes, not Pipes, but, you know, go out there with um, Zeb Armstrong and uh, Jace. What's the Anderson guy, JT, wore JT gear? Uh, Brandon. From Phoenix. No. Uh, Anderson. He had, a, he had SMP gear. He, has a, he had a goatee, short hair. Anderson. Oh, really? I don't remember. A 646 Anderson. Honda. Oh yeah. Um, okay, go out I there, exactly Ferry. Go out there with Anderson at the JT gear, and Zeb Armstrong, and maybe you can get it. Get your elbows, get your bike, and you're somewhat a good rider. 
and then you can control your your destiny a little bit. We tried that; it didn't work. But maybe Jay Mart needs to. Jay Mart needs to do that. Yeah, maybe Jay Mart needs to do that. I don't know, but, but um, I'm still not sure. I mean, maybe that that hitting that berm like he did was going to work out no matter what. But I'm still wondering if Barsha didn't pile up on the inside and everyone got right. stuck there. I don't know if he would have passed all those guys, right. but maybe. But anyway, it was the perfect set of circumstances for him, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was awesome. It was the classic. He rode great in practice, had a great time, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the heat, bad start, semi bad start. I'm like, this is just the way it seems no, to go heat, for Jmart. Heat, good start, then crashed into the face of a jump. Not, not great. I mean, he was, I think, fifth or sixth. No, I think he was like third. No, he wasn't in a transfer spot. No, okay, no. no. Um. Anyways, though, honestly, great job for Jmart and good job for Honda and everything else. But this doesn't do anything for me as far as like, oh, Jmart's a supercross like guy or anything else. It was awesome, but Daytona has always been really good for him. Um, and like you just you you kind of laid out weeds. There's some things that helped him. So great work, but you know, well, let's start on that particular track too. Like you get the whole shot and you're decent. Um, yeah. It just helps so much. It just makes it really hard to judge. And and not to take away from Adam's, Adam's win, which is awesome to see, but had Joey or Zach or maybe Jordan Smith got that start, they win, right? It just makes it hard to judge. Like, yeah. I don't want to say that J-Mart didn't ride awesome. No, he did. But yeah. it, you just don't know. Like, I don't know who else. If you There's probably half a dozen guys you give that start to, and they would have done that, I would I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes it really hard to judge. And same thing with uh, Sincerillo. It just makes it really hard yeah. to judge. I don't want to say that J-Mart didn't ride well or something. No, he rode yeah. great. Yeah and, yeah, and as I said, like it's a Honda race, and it's a one-time shot. Like You couldn't have asked for any better for Honda or J-Mart. Right? Oh, they needed that. Oh, yeah. They needed yeah. something. Yeah. And I, I mean, th- straight up, to, to be able to do a 111 alone, I don't care – who you were behind or whatever. Everybody had a time when they had a free area to do their own lap time. Mm-hmm. J-Mart was the only one other than Eli to get a 111 in there. That, that was – they were moving. Um, yeah, exactly. You don't just pull that off, right? Or, yeah. or did he cut the track, JT? <laughs> no, he, he, they were, I mean, they yarded everyone behind no, him. I know. I know there was all kinds well, of okay, chaos, let me, but let me they ask, were dropping the hammer up there. I don't want to get Weege too upset here, but Braden qualified 18th, got a start. Did he hold some dudes up? No, he didn't. He was not really. Okay. All right. That's what I was checking because at the right. I was just joking. Uh, what? <laughs> I was just I mean, maybe, maybe after oh. a while. Okay. But not, not at the beginning. I mean, those guys were, when I tell you they were doing 111s, no one on the track was, was doing 111s but those two. Like, they were, they were riding away right. from everyone. Well, maybe I, Dunge, yeah. if he gets a start, can do a 111. Maybe. But, I just I mean, said that because I saw Brayton in third, qualified 18th, uh, and I'm like, oh, man. So I wonder if those guys, if that, they use that to get their advantage a little bit. Well, the thing about it was is Eli wasn't pressuring J-Mart for the lead. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe he slowed him up maybe a couple times, but it wasn't like he was waiting on him. So I, yeah, yeah. I really feel Eli's pace was everything he had, and J-Mart was too, and they were just kind of riding away at the beginning. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't seem like watching that. I mean, there was there were a bunch of riders close to Brayton there, but it didn't seem like it was straight up like, oh, if they could just get around this dude. It seemed like they were all running similar pace. Yeah. Um, they did eventually. Once, yeah. like, Chad got there and those guys got there, it definitely turned into that, but not at the very beginning. Did anybody? No, the first oh. eight laps or something, he was okay, I thought. Anybody go talk to the Cowie guys? Obviously, they were pretty stoked. Or was RV bummed because J-Mark got second? <laughs> what was up with RV that? He was in a great mood, though. Was he? I mean, he was pumped, yeah. 
<laughs> I, Nick, Nick Way was on the Pulp Show and said that the Honda truck was right by the Cowie truck, and he was yelling at, from the Cowie truck, oh, yeah, we see you. We see you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's really in a great mood. Like, I don't know, you hung out with him at his house. Maybe he's like that all the time now. Like, he was, he was, he was happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I talked to RV a little bit um, yesterday, and he could not understand. I said, dude, I think Cowie would be a little mad at you helping J-Mart. And he could not possibly understand why. <laughs> he couldn't. He was mystified. He said, you know, I'm not on the race team. I'm an ambassador. Like, I'm on a marketing program. Well, doesn't that make it make more sense? <laughs> he's a Kawasaki marketing ambassador. No, because he's not a racing guy. So at the races, he's free to do whatever, apparently. Or but I, he is. Listen, dude. Uh, l- listen, I, I'm, I'm on your we would side. Have a, me and he, he and I would have a great argument about this. <laughs> He was, what? What? I'm like, you don't think that people are going to go, because J-Mart thanked them in, in Instagram and everything, right? They walked the track, I guess. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him. I talked to him while they were walking the track. I love it, dude. He's just like, what? <laughs> but so, in, in the. Remember, he did have Ken Roxon on a KTM, you know, riding in his house, helping and vice versa. Like, maybe to him, there's been inter-squadral right. partnerships before. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't. I can't imagine that the people that are at Kawasaki that are you know not Ranville Poto somewhere in the offices that don't understand how these things work are like, uh, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're getting out ready to send this check to a Ryan Villopoto, but we see him at Daytona with the Honda rider. Do we still <laughs> send this check out? I mean, get whatever you, whatever Cowie's okay with. Obviously, who yeah, am I no, to no, judge? No, and, and I don't know. Other than me saying, "How was Cowie?" Like they got to be wondering what's going. And he was just no, just no. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's all. I'm just all right. like okay. So, hey, maybe more power to him if if Cowie doesn't care and whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Doesn't doesn't affect me either way. He so. said it's not like I was wearing a Honda hat. You idiot. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I thanks. I'm just. <laughs> I thought you were wearing a Honda hat. My bad. So, anyway, who is he? Who, he, who is he cheering for? You know, lap twelve. What that if, would have been interesting. What if Jamar just T-bones Tomac? Just comes in hot. And and Villapoto gives a fist pump. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, anybody talk to Dunge after the race? Nope. No. I tried like hell. I tried like hell, and the general consensus over that. Like I saw the big. Uh, you know, the big uh, French journalist, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What do you think? Have you seen Dunge?" He's like, "I do not think you'll see him." Uh, I didn't try at all. No, well, thanks, JT. Hey, JT. Yeah, I tried. I stood around. I, I found Marv. Um, all those trucks are t- small, are yeah. tight together, so you usually don't miss anybody, but who knows where he went. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love, all right? If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. 
Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Race Tech's engine service department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Race Tech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting is always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Chad almost decapitated Brayton. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like almost straight to the temple. Oh, geez, that could have been ugly. Yeah, yeah. Sad uh, to see Chad have a crash like that. You're like, you don't want to see, you know, it's like your grandfather uh, fighting in the war and then coming back and struggling to get up the steps. You're like, oh, I don't want to see that. It's kind of, it's kind of a dorky. I don't, I don't think he would like that. That's kind of a dorky crash. It was a kind of a dorky crash. Yeah, he just forced it in there. And oh, I, I, listen, I, I think if you're Chad, you're like, oh, what did I just do? What did I do? You know? We hit the hay bale. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why it whiskeyed. Right. You know? Um, Baggett was good. Well, actually, let me ask you this: You guys were there, at the garbage race. Let me ask you this: uh, What ride was better, Weege, Baggett's or Dungies? And were you aware of Baggett Weege at the race? I guess maybe not you because you were announcing. Well, I actually was only at the very beginning because I just was trying to figure out where Dunge was because mm-hmm. I see on the big screen the start, and I know I see Dunge and Marver held up. Uh, behind Barsha, who fell, and so I'm like, okay, let me try to keep track of this first lap. Where is Dungey to see how much work he's got to do? And I see him and Marv and Barsha all the way at the back. I'm like, man, they are last place. Mm-hmm. And then I swivel my head like 10 degrees more, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, they're not. Baggett <laughs> is like two whole straightaways behind even them. So where did Baggett go down? Somewhere on the first lap. Oh, so you'll enjoy this one. Okay. So, of course, I went there today, and I found yeah. it happened. He. Yeah. 
at the race, it was just uh, he ran in at Wilson. It was just incidental contact. Mm-hmm. He and Wilson came together. I think near the triple, um, you know, behind, they go behind the start. There was a triple. Yeah. But now that I had more time to get a more elaborate story today, it was Barsha ran the crap out of Dean for no reason, and that sent Dean into Blake, and that made Blake crash. That was the that was the story. Nobody saw it though. Uh, I mean, yeah. multiple witnesses, but no, not uh, not a John Gallagher thing. Although he probably would have liked to have. Uh, Gallagher. I talked to Gallagher today. Today. Yeah. He went to the JGR truck to talk to Justin and uh, give him a warning, and Barsha was having none of it. None of it. Nothing. Yeah, it and, did not go well. And, and I guess yeah. uh, Gallagher's like, well, I don't think you're allowed to not have none of it when an when official gives you a warning, right? Yeah, well, he wouldn't hear it. And they got into a big argument or whatever, and, 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 and Gallagher was like, okay, never mind. I'm done talking because you're not very receptive. So you need to sign here acknowledging you got a warning, and I'm out. So uh, he's on thin ice right now. He's on thin ice um, because he was not very receptive to talking about any of his moves. Yeah. Um, but we've seen Vince Freeze on thin ice for four years. Lifetime. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so, so we so just happened to Baggett, and then I didn't really follow Baggett throughout. Right. Once you, it, the way that track was, dudes were just in packs. Yeah. Um, so you just see him around. I don't know if I'm watching eighth or twelfth or eighteenth, right. and all of a sudden at the end, I look and I'm like seventh, and I didn't realize when Chad kicked the hay bales out from the crash, he mm-hmm. also crashed again. Chad so, did. No, back, oh, back, back, back Oh, jeez. Yeah, back yeah. twice. Yeah. So, to oh, me, wow. That's. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Dunn. Just ride. Yeah. Even passing Sealy with a corner to go is heroic, no doubt. But, I mean, half a straightaway behind last place, 22nd to 7th on that track, and a crash. JT, that's, uh, that's your old team, so you were probably marking Baggett, huh? I was, yeah. I just wanted to see where he could get back to. You know, that, you know, Forrest and those guys had really high... I don't want to say expectations. It was more just hopes for, for Blake uh, at that race. And they knew he was going to be fast. And it was, you know, for uh, Atlanta, it was his only podium ever in Supercross. So I think everybody, you know, they'd be fooling themselves if they didn't have that race penciled. Like, man, we can really do something here. And, uh, you know, he was good all day. And then, you know, everything just got derailed on the first lap. So he rode great. I thought Dungey rode great, too. Yep. Um, I would give both of them kind of an equal score. Oh, uh, Dun- imagine Dungey's that. Lap times, well, Dungey's lap times were a little better. So I guess if you have to give somebody, you're going to give it to, to Dunge. Mm-hmm. Um, waffle, waffle, waffle. I mean, that, that last waffle, waffle. lap pass was, I guess, enough to put him over the top. So if you want me to not waffle, I'll give it to Dunge because that was right. some serious finagling that last <laughs> three turns. He, he was not going to let Seeley get up. Like, he was going to squeak by there. It was aggressive Dunge, which, which, was, which is what you had to do. I mean, can we – I'm starting to feel bad for Cole. And I, I probably shouldn't because he's – have you probably, seen his chick? You know, close to make probably close to a seven-figure guy a year, maybe more. Have you seen his and chick? Have you seen he his lives chick? in Laguna. He has a great life. He's on factory Honda. Yeah, He's done all these incredible oh, things. He likes the drift. Has it? Yeah, has a great life, and I still end up feeling bad for him because whether it's Dungey or whether it's Jason Anderson, someone always seems like they're picking on him. I don't know if that was if that's picking on him though, JT. But I'm just saying yeah, yeah. he's always on the losing yeah, end yeah. of these deals. Right, right. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, you never see see or you don't. I can't remember anyways any any races where you're like, ah, oh, Sealy got that guy in the last lap. It's usually yeah. It's always it's always somebody like Anderson or Dungey yeah. or somebody just you know right. bumping him aside or making a move. In. And any time Anderson is behind Sealy, you just know it's coming. You just yeah. count on it. Like yeah. here yeah. comes Anderson. And, and we didn't mention Anderson. That's another guy that rode really well, right? 
He did. Yeah, yeah he was coming for J-Mart for a while, and then he kind of hit the wall. Right. Huh. Yeah, I had the same uh, theory on Sealy. A bunch of us were talking about it on Sunday while we were bench racing up there watching the amateur race. Um, it's like I'm, this is the parallel I can get to. It's like in the NBA when a guy's like great offensively but not so good defensively, so he ends up on Sports Center getting like dunked on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he's a great player and has great skills and makes money and is highly respected, but it's just like, ah, oh, I just got dunked on again. <laughs> uh, and now the worst part is I'm sure the other riders know it. Like I guarantee, like, you know Anderson thinks that. Like I'm going through this dude uh, just because he's done it enough to right. know he can. But I guarantee you when Dungey saw like, half a lap, like, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. I'm sure he thinks, like, okay, Sealy, I know yeah. I can just yeah. plow through him if I need to. Yeah, we, there's, a, there's a one of the best defensemen ever, Ray Bork, like Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, Mary Lemieux posterized him with the, on mm-hmm. a breakaway, on a, on a deke, you know? Like, just, and now Bork has to see this every single time. Yeah. And, and it's like Ray was an amazing defenseman, but Mario made him look like an idiot. So. Yeah, and all Sealy, at first it seemed like Sealy didn't try enough, and then we watched the clip over and over, and it was more like Sealy just tried to take the regular he, line. I think he, rut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to take a regular rut, and Dungeon's like, no, it's last lap. I don't even care about the rut. I'm just going to the inside <laughs> where there's a hay bale, and I'll just ram you. And yeah. whatever, it's the last lap. That's how it goes. And we each two points, not one, two points that position. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. And I think you could even see a little body language from Sealy. Like, it wasn't like he was giving it to him. Like, when, he, when Dunge outmuscled him, I think you'd almost see a tiny head bob. Like, Dude, Damn I don't know. If I'm Sealy, JT, I think I'm going down. One of us is going down. Or both. But where? What, I mean, the thing that what happened is, so he, had, he thought he had him, and then he, he moves left going into that right-hand turn where Chad crashed. Yeah. He moves a foot left to drop into the rut, and that opened the door for Dunge because Dunge really had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And then Dunge was like, all right, you're going to go for the rut? Well, I don't need a rut because you are now my berm. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So yeah. once that happens, then Cole really doesn't have a move because Dunge can control him the rest of the way. Like he pushes him out there, then he pushes him out again, and then he squeezes him in the bail. So Cole was, Cole was fighting back. Like I know what you're saying. Like one of us, I, we're just going to go down. I think but I, I don't lean, think Cole I think really lean, had a move. I think I lean on him. You know, I know what he's going to do. I don't do. know that he can though. It's so hard to lean on somebody from the outside when the momentum's going away well, from you. Somebody needs you know to go, I mean? go find Vince and ask him what he would have done. <laughs> he can't really do anything from the outside. <laughs> ah, I, got a feeling, I got a feeling Freeze could figure something out. Yeah, I mean, Vince would have never left the door open. That's one thing. <laughs> never. Like, he, well, he knows so better he, than that. But, yeah, I just, I know what you're saying. Right. And I'm sure Cole inside his helmet is just raging pissed, like, I'm going to drill this guy. Yeah. But there was just, there was no way to do it from the outside. You can't lean when your momentum's pushing the other way. Uh Barsha did win the heat, so that's good for him and good for the JGR guys. They get a little bit of relief. Uh, Millsaps, JT, what was up with that? Wrist? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what went wrong in the main. You know, he rode mm-hmm. pretty well all day, nothing flashy. Uh, I don't know if it was a wrist thing or a fitness thing. I didn't get to speak to him. So, and uh, uh, I, okay. I know he's better than 12th, but yeah. um, that's what he ended up. Mookie was 10th or something with a couple laps to go, it looked like? Yeah, he finally crashed. He, uh, he finally crashed. That's <laughs> well, that's it's been inevitable. It's been inevitable here. Um, he has had a few good races, but he, he does tend that, to fall. And it will every, crash back a few laps, and that's progress. Yeah, he does tend to fall in every main event. So <laughs> I agree. 
Um, all right, 250s real quick here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X uh, podcast, Daytona Review. Um, Osborne was pretty good. Osborne was really good. Uh, crashed, almost crashed again, and uh, ended up all over Jordan Smith at the end. And, uh, I mean, look, Adam and Joey closed the points race up, and good for them. It's only six points right now, uh, Savachi back of Osborne. But um, we each... Osborne showed like some serious speed again. Well, what I was impressed at when he really was getting desperate later in the main, like we know that you cannot pass on that track, and then he really just started inventing lines. Like I don't even know how he was doing it. <laughs> he would like just go out of the berm halfway to the corner and just turn. Yeah, and then just beat the guy to the corner. It was the it was corner pure desperation. The corner in front of the start when he was going for Smith and he missed. Yeah. that could have been very ugly. Yeah. Somebody was going to really get hurt. Smith, yeah, he was definitely yeah. using the shortest uh, distance mm-hmm. is a straight line uh, theory in some of the corners, but it was good. Like, yeah. no one else was figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he rode well. Hey, one thing to mention, by the way, that was interesting between Savachi and uh, uh, He AC picked the MX-11, the Santire. Yeah. And it was notable. Like, as JT said, Savachi was getting that three in in the rhythm and would get right on him. And then by the time they were out of the sand, I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Is AC doing? He's got five bike lengths on him again, and it literally was just a sand tire in the sand pit, and it would take the whole lap for Savachi to get back. Yeah, he he talked about it on the pulp show last night and yeah. said, uh, yeah, he, he said like, did you see some of my turns? They weren't great, and he's right. Like one of the the first turn, he like had to turn three times because he couldn't get it over. You know, but it yeah. has no it has no right sidewall like side lane. Yeah, you know? so you could see. In that instance, for sure, and then, but yeah, absolutely. He said in the lit pro thing, uh, um, the sand section was great for him. So, yep, interesting, right? Yeah, I thought it was cool. And what I said about the drama before, even though there wasn't any passing up front, I thought mm-hmm. it was a good race because I feel like uh, Adam has tipped over or washed out so many freaking times lately that it added a little extra drama of like, is he going to tip over or wash out? Uh, like he did say at Bud's Creek, mm-hmm. when, oh maybe he'll win this one. Or when he did when he had a good start in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so I thought that added a little drama, and just the fact that he had won in forever and it was a home race. I thought it added a little extra excitement. The fact that he was dealing with that pressure the whole time and like, is it going to yeah. happen? He said or on is the sh- going to be another. Yeah. Oops, not quite. He said on the Pulp Show that he really could have taken the title into his own hands because he drove by Alden and everybody cycling on the way to the track, and he said he could have mowed them down this week before the race. I don't think Daytona would have been in the cards that he mowed them down. <laughs> I don't know. Say so he takes off. I'm, not, I'm just saying he had a chance. Uh, <laughs> to typical uh, AC. Good to see him win, though, man. Three years. Almost three years to the day, really. Like, crazy that way. Um, nice work. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was happy. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that close in points. I mean, it obviously helped that Osborne yeah. struggled a little bit results-wise, yeah. but... He's actually in this. No, no, he threw a dig at us. Don't worry, at all of us that said Osborne has this title. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Ferrandis was really emotional on the podium on TV. I don't know how he was with you, Weege, but that was cool to see. Like, he was really almost on the verge of tears. Yeah, yeah. I think he's surprised that uh, he's podium this early. I mean, I think he. Yeah. I think this whole thing has been quite a process, moving here, adjusting, and all that. Um, so I think he almost. It seemed like more of like, I can't believe I did it, as opposed to, uh, yeah, well, I expected to be podium immediately as soon as I came here. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And, yeah. again, all the results in, in every class, the start 
and the lack of passing, it makes it very hard to judge. I mean, good for him that he got yeah. a podium, but wow. you start up front. Lorenzo. Lorenzo about made the box. Exactly. Yeah. So, six yeah. plays for him. Good job for Lorenzo. Um, uh, Nichols went down. Did you guys see what happened? It looks sounds like pretty serious. I didn't. I, never, I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. Dude. Wait. I thought he got hurt before the race. Oh, he did? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I know he was wow. walking around taped up, but I'm not sure if it happened in the first did, practice uh, or what. Did, uh, did, who, who are we talking about here? What's his name? Colt Nichols. Colt Nichols. <laughs> did he get hurt in practice? Well, it, he got hurt during the week. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's more likely because I saw him early and he was taped up walking around. The first thing yeah, I he got hurt during the week. The first thing I saw was after the first practice from Jenny Taft. So I'm like, I assumed it was first practice. So, which actually made sense that because Jenny had a complete diagnosis after the first practice, I'm like, that's weird. That's odd. She already knew yeah. everything about his his intro. Tim. Well, Fem- those Alpine stars, <laughs> Alpine stars protects uh, Meta Cruz pretty right. damn good. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, bummer for him for sure. Um, Amart qualified fastest. We almost had mo- both Martin brothers qualify fastest. How cool would that have been? That would have been awesome. I thought the way the start was uh, early in the night, the inside gates were the very favorite. It kind of went away. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wait, he qualified quickest, got a good gate, got the whole shot, won the heat. He'll have the best gate pick in the main. If he whole shots again from that gate, why not Amart? Why wouldn't Amart win? Oh, absolutely. So I thought it was really lining up, and I'm like, oh, two years in a row, Martin Brothers winning? I didn't know the J-Mart good ride was coming also. Right. But then his start totally sucked. Yeah, and then he said he got some arm pump or something. So. Yep. Um, yep. But won the heat, won his first ever career heat. Yeah, so cool. All right. Yeah. Um, J-Mart's never won a heat before? No. No. Weird. Wow. I know. Seems, yeah, that seems hard to believe. I was a little bit like that too, uh, JT. Uh, nice work, JT, on uh, getting – Getting me to pick Gannon on dead in fantasy. He did well. Good job for Gannon. I, I got you to do that? Yeah, you were you were just saying to pick him and how good he is and on our podcast. So On the fantasy show? Yeah. Yeah, we do a podcast oh, every well, Wednesday? Yeah. Sorry. Uh well you you zigged when I zagged because I did not pick him. You did not pick him. I did you not. were you said I pick Audette like three or four times. Like he never you never wavered off picking Audette in the podcast. Um did I thought he did pretty well. Did he not do well? He did. He did 11th. He got me good points. Yeah, it was good. Okay, there you go. Um, You're welcome. Uh, Christian Craig, terrible start. I guess that's it, right? Like, that, that was the whole race right there, Weech. I just, every time I glanced back there, he was like, had three dudes in front of him, three dudes behind him. They were all tangling, locking bars, roosting <laughs> right. each other. I don't even know. He might have crashed. I really have no idea. It was just He might have crashed also because he was up to 12th or 13th, yeah. five laps in, and then he ended up 14th, which seems odd, right? So... Yeah, you wouldn't think he'd go backwards. No, no. Um, JT, you know what I'm saying? Would you just look at parts of the track and you would just see this train of five dudes and then every lap it'd be the same five dudes in the same order, just just in a train for yeah. the entire race? Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a bunch of guys like that. Um, I'm trying to remember who Audette was following. He followed him the entire race. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was just like that. Christian Craig was in a battle. I know you guys were talking about him. Mm-hmm. He was in a train like that the entire time. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I don't know if it was the pace, if everybody was just so similar or I, I know passing was difficult, obviously, but, uh, it was weird, man. I, I even, uh, so I wrote about this today that the leader of the first lap won 250 heat one, 250 heat two, the 250 LCQ, uh, the 250 main event. 450 Heat 1, 
sorry, there were there were two races. There were two races all night. One was Jeremy Martin got passed for the lead, and one so a four other for the, race, four fifty main and something else. Yeah, one other race out of all the races all night. Yeah, the leader never got passed. The entire race. <laughs> that is horrible. And I, I listed them all. I went through all the results yeah. and looked through the lap charts of all. But I can't. I can't. Remember, I know the four fifty main was one, and there was one other. Um, so there was where uh, a guy got to the lead. One, two, but three, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten races. So eight. Yeah, two. Eight for yeah, ten. Eight out of ten. Right. There was no change for the lead. Oh, jeez. Garbage track. I'm telling you. I won't. Yeah, I almost want to go to Daytona uh, next year because of all the riding facilities and everything else and hanging out. Prime time, bro time. So yep. perhaps I go for, for that, and that's it. Um. All right. Anything else from Daytona? Are you worried about Osborne, JT? I'm not. I still think he's the best guy. I think Adam. Uh, I'm telling Adam. I think Adam has a chance to win some races though, because if he gets on a roll, he has that level. I mean, he won. You know. Right out of the right out of the gate, he won races, so he obviously is capable. But I just think I think Zach's too polished right now. You know, he had his he had some struggles. Don't get me wrong, and he he didn't look great all day. I, I really didn't think he looked all that great all day. From the first practice out, I was like, eh, looks okay. I mean, he he will probably win was what I remember saying to myself or saying to someone. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have that dominant look. You know, he wasn't at the top of the board, just stamp it every time. He wasn't even you know the fastest qualifier or any of that stuff. So uh, I just think he was a bit off, but I still think he's the most polished, most experienced, and best guy right now. And he has a six-point lead over second place. So Weege, you worried? When you add all those oh, things together, no. you got to take him. You worried, Weege? No, not worried. No. Sorry, Adam. All right. Uh, and by the way, yeah, JT, I'm checking your breakdown column right here. The only other race was actually the semi uh, that Sealy won. Bogle. But Bogle crashed yes. in Sam while leading. So we can't even really count that because he crashed. He didn't get passed. So we're down know? to one. <laughs> we're down to one. One pass for the lead. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And it's the last race of the night. Yeah. Last race of the night. And all Tomac did was come from second. You know, it's not like he yeah, came right, from, like, yeah. fifth. Right. I mean, that's incredible. That's that's some pretty hard evidence, you know, for – Yeah. I don't think anybody would say that there was great passing. Nobody, there was nobody that silly. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, maybe everybody stops going. The crowd didn't look like there was that many, that many people there. I think I think you're you're – Going down a road that's taking you off way off base. People are still going to go. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe people, no, there were there were a lot of people there. Okay, it didn't look great. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe everybody puts their foot in the sand. Says that's it. I'm so now going. we're talking about up close, tight shots where you can't even see how far the guy's winning by, but you're well, also able to tell how many well, people. Of course, are there. they did a pan of the of the you know they did a pan, pan of kooken. They did a pan of kooken of the of the like place. A Peter Pan. No, uh, Jeremy Martin on the show last night was talking about Panacookin in Rochester. You ever been there? I've been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Panacookin. Um, Dutch pancakes. All right. Um, what else, Weege? Uh, I feel like we covered a lot here. Okay. Mm-hmm. F- fair enough. Dean Wilson's starts sucked all day, by the way. They were not good. Um, yeah, he, he what did he get, uh, 13th in the main event? Yeah, 13th. Yeah, he, he had a rough, rough go. Right. Uh, all right, Indianapolis this weekend. Weed, you going? Uh, nope. Okay. All right. Oh, wait. This reminds me. Yes, I do have something. Mm. Uh, we're going to bring back the uh, Supercross Hangout like we did in Glendale. Nice. Yep. Uh, we're going to do it in St. Louis. Uh, Mathis, you want to do it in Seattle? Can you handle it? I, I saw this. Yeah. I, I, I mean, do we got to do two? 
one, are you not going to be in Seattle? <laughs> no, I'll be there. Oh. Yeah, let's yeah. do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, I think uh, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble here uh, and disappoint the folks. We, we gave a lot of time in Glendale. You did. Uh, much more than we advertised and maybe a little bit too much. Yep. Because um, I quickly realized that a lot of the, you know, scoops and information I'm paid to go to the races for, I probably missed out on some of that. Um, but we'll definitely give you some time. I think we had said it would be an hour, and we ended up hanging out with a guy for almost three. Really? Uh, oh, jeez. Well, it was, yeah, it was like, no, I guess it was two. It was like four-ish to about 6.30 when yeah. opening ceremonies began. Yeah. So it was maybe two and 15, and we yeah. said it would be an hour. So okay. we got to just, you know, we were doing everything we could to hook the dude up when we went a little far. So we will do it at both, but it will probably be for one hour. And honestly, with the amount of, um, just to make, well, actually, wait, we won't have film to make fun of. We might have to give you two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. subscribe to, how do we do that? We, what, what, what do people do? Um, just look at our social media. We'll throw out, uh, now that we've announced it on the pod, now we can officially announce it. You can go to racerxonline.com slash subscribe, and uh, you'll see our faces. You can click on that offer. And uh, if you're going to St. Louis or you're going to Seattle, yep. might as well enter. Yep. And We're not giving you plane tickets, but yep. if you're going to go, you can get free tickets to the race from us and a hangout. We can bring them to the, BT, uh, the RM Fantasy uh, the Rocky Mountain KTM team, and Millsaps will just absolutely rip us apart. That would be something exciting. They would like that. They yeah. would like that. Yeah, that's uh, a great one. Yeah, because Millsaps will be like, oh, you got this wrong. You guys are idiots. You don't care. You know, you know how Davey yeah. does it. Yeah, that's right. I'm we don't have Phil to be negative, but we can use Millsaps. Yeah, yep. Uh, all right, uh, that is the uh, Daytona wrap-up. Hope everybody's happy. Lay off me off Twitter, please, now. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, nice to see you reconnected with Bear Dog again, Weech. So that's good. He was walking around with... Um, Jean uh, shorts? Joe Bromley. Oh. Surprised? No, no, not at all. No. I saw them walking out of the hotel together. I'm like, how, how many hotel lobbies? 40 years the, yeah. of sponsorship or something. Right, right. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. So when are you back home, JT? Uh, I leave uh, here in, let's see, uh, eight hours. Oh, okay. Yep. And then uh, straight to Boise, have a bunch of meetings on Thursday, and then straight back to Indy. And Weege, when do you leave? Friday. So I couldn't even make it to Indy. What are you doing? I tried. Until Friday. Do you have things to do? Flat track Thursday, bro. <laughs> Jesus. We just lost in Florida. Just gone forever. Flat track. Oh, man. Yeah. Brad Baker, fly racing. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, fly, Dominic. We own flat track as well. That'd be <laughs> great. I'm very curious. See, there is a flat track track underneath the Supercross track now. And there is. I don't know with the rain. I mean, it rained hard on Sunday with that and all the scooping and dumping right. sand and all the work they did to fix it. I am really curious to what that's going to look like when they scrape the Supercross track off. Track was sweet today. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Like, honestly, I, I'm being legit. Like, it was really, really good for those guys. It was perfect. Um, if you find Stu, Weege, let us know. He hasn't texted back. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's playing golf every day. I have uh, inside intel. He plays golf a lot. He's like O.J. Simpson. Remember when O.J. was searching for the real killers? I will not uh, he compare played, him to O.J. Simpson. He played I'm, golf. I'm out on that. No, I'm, I'm out saying, on that analogy. I'm out. Oh, stop it. O.J. played golf every single day. So, um, Well, you know what, Weege? Uh, yep, find him and uh, see what he's doing. See when he's coming back. See when you can get that belt back from J.T. So. Yeah, yeah, Big James disagrees. JT, I'm just saying. 
About what? Race again. Playing he golf? Race, he will race again. I think he will race again. I, I do. I just think as far as him being like irrelevant for any kind of title contention or anything, I think those days are done. Oh, yes, I'm with you on that. No, I think he, I think like to come back and do a race or a few races yeah. or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I hope so. I, I really do hope so. I do too. Yeah, he's entertaining. At this point for me, it's it's all entertainment. I don't have, I don't care anymore. You know, like it doesn't matter. So he is entertaining. So I'm all for it. I wish we could just find some sort of fit. It's like uh, two thirty minute motos or even the twenty plus one mains. That's not looking like a good fit anymore. Um, but there's no doubt he could still bring something to the table. I don't know what that hybridized thing is. I don't care if it's just clips on Instagram or come out and open What about um, scrubs and whips like something? What about like a Heat straight only contract? What about a straight maybe? line course, um, just full of jumps and everything uh, in California oh. in the fall? Uh, a major sponsor of his uh, can put it on. Mm. You guys. Well, I guess the- that wasn't. Uh, I guess that wasn't his cup of tea either. Oh, speaking of uh, Colonel Troutman, uh, guys. It's over. Nothing is over. There we go. Not- I hope not. I made that pro- that proclamation, but uh, I, I mean, the sport's better with him in it. Period. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hope, I hope he's out there. Well, he's going to yeah. lose his number seven this year. <laughs> I stand by the fact, though. AMA will not give that away. No way. He got twenty-five points last year, right? Yeah, but he this year he he's fine. He has another two years. He'll, isn't it one year? No, is I think it, it's two years. No, it's injuries. If you have an injury, he can't claim an injury. You don't know that. I guess I can't. You're right. Uh, Tiger, sure Tiger gets hurt all the time. All he does is play golf. Yeah. <laughs> Can, what about the balls of somebody like uh, Jay, uh not Jay Mar, uh Joey Savage? He's like, yeah, I want seven. <laughs> They're like, what? What? Yeah, I want seven. I want the national title. I'll take seven. Thank you. I think when Cooper Webb was trying to deliberate what number to take, I think that was one of the possible ideas of, like, can I just stick with 17 right now for a couple of years and then maybe take seven when it's available? Because uh, Webb always ran 175, I think was his amateur yep. number. So seven was in the center, so it kind of is the closest to what he used to run. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so I think they were like, would that be allowed? Can, can we, like, pre-reserve it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for finding the time in Florida. You're both very, very busy people, and I'm glad you finally found the time for little old me and my podcast show, uh, FlyRacing.com, RacerX Podcast. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Thanks, boys. I'll have time for you when you have time to come to Daytona. How about that? <laughs> I think I'll be back next year. Oh, yeah, likely story. No, nope, I think I'm back next year. Because remember, I'm you not fly going. Out, you fly out Friday before the race? No, remember, I'm, I'm, I'm done I'm done covering the sport in 18. Remember, right? Oh, yeah, sure. So right. then that means I'll go. I'll go to one-off events, and I think Daytona may be one of them. All right, I will hold my breath. Okay, awesome. Thanks, boys. See you guys. All right, see you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, 
There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath i was so mad like so disappointed and so frustrated that i pulled pick and i left every point counts I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go.